Please listen carefully. Um, so I'm Emily Berge. Uh, I have been a dietitian for six years, um, and I've primarily worked in long-term care. Um, and currently I am working, I have a private practice. I'm the weight gain nutritionist, so I'm focusing on helping women gain weight so these are, this is women who, they don't have a history of an eating disorder, they're not purposely restricting, they just don't know why they have not gained and why they are underweight. Um, so I wanted to create a space for them so that they could be heard uh, and also reach those goals and feel a lot more energized, a lot better. Talk about what you do during the day and then talk about why you wanted to focus on that particular niche. Yeah, so um, so in working in long-term care, my main focus is weight gain. So a lot of that population, as we get older, um, your appetite changes, you're on medications that affect your appetite. Um, there's higher rates of depression and anxiety and in the aging process. So most of my day is helping people gain weight, which is what I really enjoy doing. I prefer like giving more food, encouraging more food, um, and that's been really fulfilling. It is different though. In, in long-term care, it is, since it is end of life, um, there's a lot of, here, eat a bunch of ice cream. Here, have a milkshake. Here, have, you know, cookies, whatever you want. And it's completely appropriate, and that is the route to go but there really isn't a lot of good information on how to gain weight in a healthy way. So what I realized was um, for people who are younger and not in that life stage, there isn't a lot of support because it either goes, okay, just eat whatever you want as much as you want because you're already skinny, so it doesn't matter. Um, or you follow something along the lines of, I wanna be healthy, and then you drop 10 pounds because now you're eating salads and a lot more vegetables and then you you give up because it yep. gets to be frustrating. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, conventional marketing out there and magazines and just kind of people's thought process on appearance is that skinny is healthy um, yes. and skinny is better mm -hmm. and um, you know for the type of training that we do that's from a function standpoint that's not uh, very ideal. Uh, and then I think what people are realizing is that even from like a health standpoint, it's probably not ideal either. Yeah, definitely right. not. And that's what is the big challenge. And that, that's what I see with a lot of clients. And I've seen with myself because I have always been a person that was very thin. Um, I got a lot of comments about my thinness, um, about how skinny I was. And you, you kind of get shamed out of wanting to gain weight because mm -hmm. of this societal belief that thinness is you know, the optimal situation, which is really frustrating because when you're underweight or not feeling yourself properly, it's extremely exhausting um, and it isn't functional, right. um, especially for building muscle and, and getting stronger. Um, so definitely that, and I'm not saying that I, I mean, I definitely have benefited from the thin privilege. That is definitely a real, a real true thing. And mm -hmm. I think for the, for women and men who are, I mean, men, it's a little bit different though, because I think thin men, and you guys can speak to this more since you are males, but um, thin men get a little more flack for being skinny. 
Sure. Whereas women will get a flack in the sense of, oh, you should just be happy you're skinny. Like, you're so lucky. Yeah, you're so lucky. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you. You yeah. can eat whatever you want. Yep. Yeah, a lot of those phrases. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it makes a, a space to say, you know, oh, well, I should just be grateful for what I have because I am this society's like epitome of beauty. Um, even if I feel terrible and I don't feel good, I should Is that what happened? You were, you were not feeling well? Yeah, I, I mean, I always had this idea that I wanted to gain weight. Um, and I'd always kind of, that was like my rebuttal. When people were like, oh my God, you're so skinny. I'd be like, oh, well, I'm trying to gain weight. <laughs> I wasn't really doing it. I thought I was doing something, but I wasn't. Um, and I didn't want to be, I didn't, I wasn't extremely self-conscious or anything. So I was very fortunate in that, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I wanted, I, I didn't want to be as thin as I was. So it was harder to find clothes. It's harder to, you know, you just don't have energy. Um, people are always making comments about, you know, you look sick or like you need, you need to eat a burger, those kind of things. And a lot yeah. of the clients that I've talked to and a lot of the calls I've been on with people looking for my services, it's like across the board that that's those same phrases, just their whole lives have come around. But then, mm -hmm. you know, when it's always followed up with like, you need to eat a burger, you look sick, but also you're so lucky. Yeah. So it's a very mixed message. It's amazing how um, comfortable people are commenting on other people's bodies. Yeah. Uh, like it's total strangers, right? Oh yeah. And I mean, and, and I work in a place that gener generationally is a little different too. So <laughs> there's definitely a lot of comments that I get every single day, yeah. whether to my face or right. just to their friend on right. the side, like, Oh my God, look at her figure. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess they're talking about me. Um, so like I, I can roll with the punches there, you yeah. know, right. it's a different right. generation. Um, right. but <clears throat> It's definitely good moving forward to see that there is, you know, I want to bring more awareness to it mm -hmm. because even though there is that thin privilege, it doesn't take away the hurt that people who are underweight and thin feel when someone feels like they are allowed to just make those comments about their body. Mm -hmm. Where's the, um, what, what kind of metrics do you put on being thin? Uh, is it a BMI thing? Is it a percent body fat? Is it muscle mass? Is it, uh, just total body weight, uh, like what, what kind of things are you looking at um, or, or what common things are you seeing mm -hmm. like metric wise? Yeah, so that's, uh, that is definitely a really good point because I've actually been playing with this idea a little bit because BMI is usually what I constitute as being, you know, if you're underweight, there is an actual BMI value that says you're underweight. Right. But we also, you know, are, the BMI is a flawed, metric for sure so i don't want to put complete you know faith in the bmi mm -hmm. because it's not telling the whole picture mm -hmm. um so i use it as a metric but i also am listening to the stories of the people coming to me as well um have they were they at a weight before and then they lost weight and they're not sure why or they they know why but they want to get it back to me that's saying okay you feel thin right now you feel thinner than you are comfortable then let's get you back to that weight that you were comfortable at mm. and because it is virtual so it's all virtual services so I don't have you know what you guys have the in-body scanner that would be optimal to see you know what percent is lean muscle what percent is body fat um, but virtually I can't guarantee that everyone is going to have access to that especially now with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, you know, BMI is being used, but I'm, I'm reevaluating that 
use of it as well, just based off the sure. you know, the history of it. So, would you encourage somebody to buy like one of those scales uh, that uses Bluetooth to connect to your phone that gives you all that data? It may not be as accurate as mm -hmm. something like the Embody, but just something to show consistency. Would that be something that's beneficial for somebody at home in a virtual sense? Yeah. So, I mean, in the sense of um, of this, those scales, those like at home, like you mm -hmm. said, you know, there's always going to be room for error. Mm -hmm. um, if that's something that they are really looking for, that's great. A lot of the people who have come to me so far, the big focus is, you know, weight is still important. So a scale does still give you some information. Once again, like not great. Mm -hmm. You like are bloated and it'll be all different and like yep. you know you weigh yourself at night versus the morning it's yep. all different yeah. um but actually what i've come to realize because i was thinking about metrics as well even just measuring your actual like body size yeah. um, can be a good metric mm -hmm. so like measuring your hips your waist circumference your arm circumference yep. um, but a lot of the people who are coming to me and what i want to instill is that you first have to pre prepare a routine around eating because a lot of the times the reason people are thin and they don't know why um, and they don't really know the source is that they don't realize how little they're eating. They're not aware of it. So first we need to create awareness. So that doesn't necessarily mean strict calorie counting, but it might mean, hey, track what you're eating for three days to a week mm -hmm. on something like a MyFitnessPal and just look at what you find. Mm -hmm. Are you, and, and not even a, a hard focus on what their calorie needs are, but just look to see, hey, are there certain days you're eating only like 700 calories? Right. And then other days you're, you're meeting, you know, you're eating 2000 calories, what's happening? Mm -hmm. So finding what's already going on and then looking at their schedule. So that's usually where I start actually is, um, hmm. what is your routine looking like? Because if you're gonna start this process, you need to have, you need to be able to eat. And that might mean you need to make time to eat. You need to know how to cook. Maybe you don't know how to cook. Um, maybe, you know, your work schedule's too busy. Maybe you have depression, anxiety, and you know what, the motivation to cook is not there. So mm -hmm. we, I would like to find the root cause before even focusing on, okay, what's your muscle mass? What's, you know, what are all these other factors? Yeah. Um, and so right now, you know, I tell people, if you have a scale, you can be weighing yourself. Um, and, and I like to leave it a little bit like, you know, if you're comfortable with that right now in this beginning process, and that kind of goes into what, what their associations are with the scale, what their anxiety level is around the scale. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some people who say, you know, it just, they get very hyper-focused on that number and get depressed when they see it go down or up. But we mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. it's gonna go down and up within a day. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's gonna happen. Yep. So if that's an anxiety, a place of anxiety for them, we hold off. So that's kind of, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Today on your um, Instagram stories, <coughs> you had some strategies and tactics as to making it easier mm -hmm. in terms of like food prep and whatnot. Um, and it seems like that's related to what you're talking about in terms of like, like you need the time, yes. but you also need strategies to just make it easy for yourself. Yes, and there's nothing, and that's the thing is, I think a lot of people don't give themselves permission to make things easy, like we were just talking about. Yeah, um, for business, Before right? this, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, you're allowed to buy convenience foods. 
-hmm. You know, I used to have this idea like, oh, well, and I think the example I used in one of my posts was rice. You know, oh, I gotta, I gotta make rice, so I'll make a whole bunch and then I'll have it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is in my life. I hate making rice. I don't, <laughs> I, it just seems burdensome. Like you gotta rinse it off. You gotta do a whole, you know, it takes time. And then I never, I always think of it last minute. So then I'm like, wait, this takes like 30 to 45 minutes to right. cook. Like what the heck? You don't get the and instant gratification. An, yeah, mm. I don't have an instant pot. I don't mm -hmm. have that. Mm -hmm. So. What I did one time, I was in the store and I saw minute rice. I looked at the nutrition facts and I was like, this is surprisingly not super high in sodium and there's really nothing else in it. And it's these little individual containers. And I was like, what the heck am I doing cooking rice? Like I was feeling guilty, like I need to buy the big thing of rice. I'll save money. Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. the way to do things. But if yep. you can take a shortcut, especially in the beginning, you know, maybe down the line, you'll have a better system, but in the beginning, Take the shortcuts, get into that routine of eating as fast as possible. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of convenience. I use canned canned vegetables all the time. Cause even sometimes for me, frozen is too much work. Like honestly, sometimes I'm like, this is, I gotta cook this first, <laughs> like this is ridiculous. You know, so there's nothing wrong with, with convenience. And I think a lot of people feel guilty yeah. using convenient foods or feel like, well, I'm just gonna be unhealthy if I use convenience foods so how would you strategize for somebody whose a like, creative outlet is cooking like, oh well then that's like a great that's a great start right there <laughs> so if you like to cook and cooking is uh is something that's fun for you then mm. you're off to a good start as far as gaining weight uh, mm. or losing weight you know either way mm. obviously we know that but um but you're already in the it's something you enjoy it's already in the routine so then finding out what might be your other barrier because mm -hmm. obviously then cooking's not the barrier mm -hmm. so is the barrier grocery shopping is it that yeah i love to cook but i hate going to the grocery store mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. the supplies um or is your barrier time so like i will cook great dinner but all during the day i'm booked back to back to back so I don't have breakfast, I don't have snacks, and I don't have lunch. But at dinner, I have an amazing dinner that I've cooked, you know, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful and I love it and I feel great. Yeah. So it's finding out what their personal barrier is. And so with my program that I do, it's it's a group program. And as you guys know, and you know, Kana knows, and everybody who's at Kana knows, that community creates accountability and For makes sure. something way more fun and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, like we all know, and quarantine was a perfect example of this. We can do workouts at home, mm -hmm. but everyone was so excited to come back because of that community and that accountability. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have a women's weight gain program and it's a group program. Got it. So it's six weeks. We meet once a week all together virtually for an hour, but there's also a Facebook group that to hold you accountable, to share your wins, share recipes. If it's someone that's saying, oh, I love to cook, Mm. These are things I like to do. They can share that with someone else who's saying, I don't even know how to cook and I need a specific recipe. Yep. So it can, we can all feed off of each other because it's great to have an expert. So I am in a situation where I am both the expert and I am the student too, because mm -hmm. I have been through the process of trying to gain weight. Um, but I have that expert view, but then you have your peers who have also gone through the same struggles, the same comments that people make, yep. the same, um, you know, loss of appetite. That's a common one I see is people don't have an appetite and they don't know what to do because they're Googling 
and when they can find something that is for weight gain and not weight loss, they finally find something, it's here's a 3,000 calorie diet. Drink this gallon of milk. Drink a gallon <laughs> of milk. Um, just keep eating if you feel sick. Doesn't matter if you feel sick, just don't throw up because then you lose calories. Um, and basically what happens is they are gung-ho in the beginning. They yep. say, I'm gonna follow this meal plan, whether I like the food or not, which is a big challenge of meal plans. And then maybe they make it a day, maybe, or halfway through the first day, and they're like, I feel ill. Mm -hmm. I yeah. cannot do this. I will never gain weight, and it's impossible. And then they go to the common phrase, I just have a fast metabolism, and there's nothing I can do. And then they go about their, their life, and they are just keep taking all the comments and taking yeah. know, all the fatigue and all the other issues they have with being at a low weight or being at a weight that's not right for them. Mm -hmm. Talk about the fast metabolism because I feel like a lot of people use that, yes. guys and girls. So um, I used it. I yeah. used it a whole bunch because people, not I don't want to put the blame on random people, but that was kind of like, oh, you have this fast metabolism. So right. it's like, oh, I have this fast yes, metabolism. Yes, I have a fast mm -hmm. metabolism. Right. That's why I'm like this. You know, because you get, you get, you think you do because, because you eat. So like I would eat cheesesteaks. I would eat burgers. I would eat yep. all those things that everybody said, if I ate that, I would gain 20 pounds immediately. So I was like, I don't know, I have some kind of freak body. Yep. But when I actually tracked my calories, when I actively said, I'm gonna try to eat, actually, I wasn't even trying to gain per se, I would mm -hmm. like to, but I was like, let me just eat healthier and, and make track. sure I'm eating more vegetables and things. Yep. And I tracked, and this was when I was really, I was busy with work. Um, and that was my downfall was being very busy. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just, I got into a routine of skipping breakfast mm -hmm. or eating something really quick. Yep. Um, and then even lunch, <clears throat> I had an issue where I was double booking myself basically at work, like so many things that then I'd be like, Ugh, I don't really have time to go and get, cause I get fed at work, I'm, I'm in culinary. So that's a great plus. Yep. Mm. I still was like not gaining weight because I would not plan enough to go down and get the food or I would just grab something quick. So, um, so yeah, so I believed I had this fast metabolism because of the food choices I had. I tracked my calories and realized there were some days I was only eating 700 calories. And I was literally floored, even as a dietitian, I was like, what? <laughs> That's like not enough at all. Yeah, and but on other active. days, you were yeah. probably having 2,000 calories. Yeah, or... other days I was maybe meeting, you know, especially if I went out to eat, yeah. you know, with, with people. And that's what I would do, you know, on the weekends or you know, Thursday nights I would go out with people and, and we'd grab something to eat. Yeah. And it just like shook my world because I really believed that I just was like, this is just my body type and I just would have to eat so much that I would feel so sick. Yep. So then once I realized that, um, and that actually changed how I worked out as well. Mm -hmm. So when I first started at Kana, I was coming, you know, three days, three days a week. I was very committed. I was really excited about the strength I was gaining and everything. And then at work, my schedule got crazy. So mm -hmm. I, I took on two interns. So I was helping them learn and then still doing my work on top of that. Um, and it was super fulfilling. And like we talked about with ADHD, which is something that I found out that I have, that hyper-focus. So I was so focused on this like cool, new, exciting thing at work. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't making time for meals, wasn't making time for shopping. Um, would come home exhausted with barely any energy to make a good dinner or have anything prepared. And I was still working out 
And then I burnt out really bad because I was not mm. fueling my body for the workouts. And that's what I want to prevent my clients from happening to my clients. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of them know they will have to do some sort of strength training if they want to gain weight, gain muscle, and be yep. healthy. But if you're not, if you have no routine on how to feed yourself, you're going to burn out. You're going to get hurt. You're going to feel tired. You're mm -hmm. going to have, and then you're going to want to quit. And you're going to say, I don't right. like this anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's really important to build the foundation. So that's what I look at my group pro program as. Let's build the foundation. Let's find out where your barriers are. And let's find out a way to overcome those so you can move to the next step. Um, instead of just throwing a meal plan at them that's 3,000 calories, which for some people that works. So I'm right. not trying to hate on a meal plan. Sure. Because um, yeah. for some people that's exactly what they need. Yep. Um, but they want to just be told what to do. What yeah, to and there's eat. nothing wrong with yeah. that. They They'll just needed the, plan. the ideas. Yeah, yeah, they just needed some ideas and now they have them and great. Yep. Um, but for a lot of people that is, they need to find the root cause first of right. why. So. Do you give any um, general recommendations in terms of like certain amount of protein to eat like grams per pound of body weight or um, certain amount of carbs or fat or like is there anything that's pretty general or is it tailored to each person so it's it's I like the more tailored approach um, there's numbers I could throw out there you know and we know even on nutrition labels the standard 2,000 calorie mm -hmm. diet but it really is going to depend on your height your weight your activity level and and the women that are coming to me are going to be at different areas of activity level right and so once I work with someone because currently you know before I was taking one-on-one -on -one clients so I meet them where they are that's the key is meet them where they are um, and figure out from there mm -hmm. uh, as far as the group program it's really about forming habits before we even get too concerned about meeting numbers because I've seen yeah. a lot of people get a lot of anxiety then right around mm -hmm meeting numbers and surprisingly you know this and this is feedback that i've gotten from from clients that they've tried to track in the past and they were scared to track again because they had so much anxiety about hitting that number that they would feel like a failure each time they didn't hit their protein number or hit their calorie number right so there's a way to, that i'm trying they saw to it as a uh, a check they needed to hit yes. but if they didn't it mm -hmm. was it was a yes or a no right yep. rather than just data data yeah. yep it's just data to right. know where you're at so right. like you know and and what's really important and what i want to instill in in people is that um just because you have an end goal doesn't mean you take one giant step to that end goal so if your end goal is to eat you know three thousand calories mm -hmm. it's first of all it's not even healthy to go from if you're finding out you're only eating 700 calories it's right. medically unhealthy to just all of a sudden start eating three thousand you can have some really severe medical complications from jumping that fast. Mm -hmm. um, it's about what can I do in a small, okay, do I add 200 extra calories a day? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do that for a while. See what that feels like. See if, we, if you can be consistent with that. Um, and it's based off the number that you're already consuming. So like if you're generally on averaging out, oh, I'm only eating, you know, a thousand calories a day. Okay, well then let's move up to 1200 a day. How do you feel? So that prevents the stomach issues that happen when people start eating a lot. Yep. Um, it is more likely for success, which creates a better habit because you start to see, oh, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. All I had to eat was this one extra thing or these two, you know, small extra things. And I, if they're things I like, and you just prevent that sick 
feeling of overeating and you give time for your body to adjust. Um, so kind of starting where they're at with calories and then going up from there. You focus on women uh, for your groups, but mm -hmm. there are plenty of men that want to gain weight. It might be at the other end of the spectrum in the sense of uh, particularly in fitness, you know, guys wanting to do like a mass gain to get bigger yeah. for the sake of getting bigger or stronger. Uh, is there any difference in strategy from saying, you know, female or male who's underweight, let's say, who needs to get to, you know, a more healthy kind of standard type weight versus someone who's, let's say, standard weight and wants to be uh, like a bulk stronger yeah they, they just want yeah they want <clears throat> they want to bro out right yeah so um so yeah term. so that's definitely so if you're already at um or what that term that a lot of people use is that like skinny fat term where mm -hmm. they're like you know oh i just wanted some muscle definition i want more muscle so that would become a little bit more focused then on how much protein are you eating now okay mm -hmm. um how much you know fitness are you you know are you weightlifting? are you strength training enough yep. um and this goes for you know, males and females. Yeah. Um, it depends on where they are on the spectrum of being underweight. If they're, you know, underweight, obviously first we need to get you up to, um, we get you eating consistently to a weight that you feel more energized at. Yeah. If you're already at a weight that, you know, you deem this is healthy, but I want more muscle, that's when we would get more into, okay, how much protein are you having? Um, what does your fitness routine look like and how do we increase that protein if that's what's you know mm -hmm. that's usually what is lower yeah. um, mm -hmm. how do we incorporate more protein in mm -hmm. and that's something that a lot of people think they need to have supplements which supplements can be a great addition especially if you have a hard time physically eating enough mm -hmm. but i think some people do get scared that they only like they have to have supplements yep um, and that's, I mean, it's in the name, a supplement. It's, you, it's a supplement to your diet. So first optimize right. the diet and decide, you know, if you're on a gain, you know, mass gain phase, then yeah, you, you probably, you know, a protein shake would probably benefit you right. and be easy. And if you like it and it tastes good and it doesn't make you feel sick, then great, have mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But if every time you've had protein, you feel sick and you don't like the taste and you hate drinking it, then it's not for you, yeah. you know? So it, it can be either way. You can gain without them, you can gain with them. Um, and you can gain muscle with them and you can gain muscle without them. Any questions? Uh, no, more of a statement. Because uh, I talked to you before about one of my friends who he, ever since high school, and, and that's when I met him, he's wanted to gain weight, but He's always gung-ho, and then he finds the, like, after a week, he just stops. Because mm -hmm. he, he gets in that mindset that he just can't do it. Yeah. It's not for him. And he, he's, he has a fast metabolism. Yes. Yep. He has he's, a, a, he's a hard gainer. Metabolism. Yeah, he's, he has yep. a very fast metabolism, and his diet of Monster and Wawa proves very well for him. Yeah, convenient, <laughs> right? Very convenient, unfortunately. That's the problem with lack of energy. You know, mm -hmm. you get your monster. Yeah. And then Wawa, I mean, is easy. You just run in there, you get the thing you like, and you leave. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it makes sense, but it, it, and that's where it comes down to like, what's the root cause? What is happening in your life that is making this a challenge? Mm -hmm. um, is it time? 
like I mentioned before, is it, is it underlying depression, anxiety? Because that was something I struggled with too, was that I had these underlying depression, anxiety that was preventing me from eating enough because I had no appetite. Mm -hmm. So, and then what ended up happening was, you know, I wouldn't eat because I was like, I feel very nauseous, so I don't want anything. Um, and then I lost so much, and this was back when I was in high school, I lost a ton of weight and there was no, like, anywhere I got routed was like, you have an eating disorder. And it was like, well, I have a problem, but I don't have an eating disorder. Like I'm not purposely doing this. So there wasn't really a space. And, and it really came down to once I treated the root cause and formed a routine, then I gained the weight. And all these years I was thinking, oh, well, I'll just be this skinny person until I hit menopause and then something will happen in my body. Like, you know, like, cause that's what people would tell me. They're like, wait for, wait for when you get older. So, and, and with your friend, you know, there's probably a root cause somewhere in there that it might even be something as simple as convenience. Yeah. He just needs convenience. Like grab the drink, grab the food, you know, and it's, yeah. it's fine that that's what he likes. So yeah. how do we make it so that he can have convenience and still gain weight without having to like, you know, go so gung ho in the beginning and then just to be like, oh, I miss Wawa, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Do you work with uh, a lot of perfectionists? Because um, I see, I feel like, um, you know, there can be, whether it's on, they're actually focusing on being skinny because, they, again, they see that as like the societal's ideal or whatever, or also even just from being so busy with work or whatever their lifestyle is, mm -hmm. like they get caught up in things because they're so focused on achieving. Uh, I don't know if that, that correlates or not. But. Yeah, I mean, um, of the people that, you know, I've, I've spoken with, um, we haven't gotten too much. I mean, I'm sure that's definitely a factor. Uh, I think, I know for myself, it was a level of, I want to do everything, I want to do everything well. So I kind of put my health on the back burner. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in, in right. a caring profession. I'm in a caregiver right. type of pro profession. Yep. And I think for the women um, that I've talked to, it actually, the bigger thing that I saw was like, people not giving themselves permission to take care of themselves. Yeah, because they're taking care of family. Yep. They or they have their job. Or yep. People, they're putting themselves last. Yeah, who've mm. had? Who they have kids. They have yeah. work. They have parents that mm -hmm. need help. They have siblings that need help. They have friends mm. that need help. So that's a lot of what I was seeing more so than explicit perfectionism, which sure. I'm sure there's stuff in there. But yep. um, but and just even as a if we're going to make a, a general stereotype or a generalization that women tend to be that fall into that caregiver role mm -hmm. and put themselves last. Mm -hmm. And in, in the same way that that ends up resulting in people gaining weight when they don't want to, That's exactly what I was say. it yeah. can mm -hmm. result yep. in people losing weight right. when they, when they don't want to, you know, people, you know, I've, I've talked to several women who had just had children and they thought I'll have kids and then I'll gain all this weight. And they go, I lost all of it and more. Yeah. Because now you have a little human you're taking care of. Yeah, and if they're but, breastfeeding, then that's yeah. 500 extra calories they need. And they need a lot of help. And mm -hmm. if you're trying to, you know, you're giving all your attention to, you know, your child, where, when do you eat? You know, when do you mm -hmm. make time to have your meal? It's very, I don't have any children, but I, you know, I've seen my sister go through it. And I've seen uh, a lot of other people with their kids. All of a sudden, your whole routine's out the window, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, um <laughs> and your body's changed and you can't do the same things you used to do. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, definitely 
that is something that I've, I've seen a lot is just putting themselves, not prioritizing what they need. Yeah. Just not feeling like they have permission to sit down for a meal, not permission, feeling like they have permission to, you know, feed themselves basically. So as, um, you're helping people gain weight, um, let's say they get to a weight where things are looking good. Mm -hmm. They're, they're healthy. They're, um, feeling good. Uh, what kind of things do they need to keep in mind to not slide back into old habits and, you know, uh, and, and maybe even their fears to go too far into the, you know, yes. gaining weight phase. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, where, how, how do, how do people find a new equilibrium basically? So that's a great, that's a great question because that is something that I see, you know, a lot of people who say they want to gain weight. Um, and that I've talked to, they're, they're worried that, and, and what some of the other plans where you just eat whatever you want, the mm -hmm. scary thing is, yeah, but I still care about my health. So right. like if I eat whatever I want, how will I stop myself from gaining too much mm -hmm. if that helps me gain? And also how is that, you know, going to be helpful? Right. Um, so once they meet their maintenance weight and the way, you know, the program works and the way I work with my clients. That's why we also move slowly so that this can become a routine mm -hmm. and this can solidify the habits. Because if you go from zero to 60 so fast, it's so much easier. Like you've even said with your friend, it's so mm -hmm. much easier to just go back. Like, I'm just going to do the other thing I did mm -hmm. and then just teeter totter between that. Yep. So when you move slowly, you find the root causes, you find your barriers that you know are going to, they're going to keep coming up. Mm -hmm. Time is always going to keep coming up. Lack of time. Yep. Um, you know, um, if you have depression, anxiety, there's potential, even if you treat it, that it's going to come back. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the sad fact of it. But making a plan for that, for when that happens again. Right. Because you don't want to pretend like it won't. So it's like, okay. So acknowledging wait. that it's going to come. Yep. But having a plan. Having a plan. So like yeah. if, if I know... Um, you know, the next time I start feeling depressed about something, you know, I'm depressed and I, I fall into one of those lulls. Okay, what's my plan? My plan is I'm gonna have maybe frozen dinners in my, in my freezer, or I'm going to give myself permission to order out and have certain places that I like to order out from. And I'm gonna say, you know, forget the cost, forget the guilt of being like, I could just cook for myself. I'm gonna order food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have someone, you know, if you're super busy, and you know, oh, at work, I'm gonna get really busy. Same thing, do I have convenience foods? Do I have someone in my life who can help me? Do I have someone, you know, am I always the one that cooks, but I know yeah. I'm really busy right now. Can, do I have the skills to ask the people in my life, I'm gonna need help. Who's your support system? Yeah, yeah. like I yeah. need help and getting comfortable with asking for that. Yeah. Um, so it really is forming, you know, it's, it's that like slow build so that you can maintain and always checking back in too, if, if someone's worried about, um, you know, either losing weight again or gaining weight, because we have changes in our life. Maybe your activity level changes and maybe your metabolism does change. You know, as you get older, things change. So knowing that you can go back, check in with, you know, track for like three days, seven days, track for a little bit and see, okay, this is what I'm averaging out. Do I need to go 200 less or 200 more? Okay, how does mm -hmm. that feel? So that you don't get obsessed with tracking, yeah. but use it as a tool for data, and right. that's it. Right. 
what uh, what uh, tips or tactics would do you give people for establishing a routine? Like maybe somebody's schedule's all over the place. Like you said, mm -hmm. people can get carried away with beginning to the end of the day, just creating some type of uh, schedule, or maybe like they're on a week-to-week -week schedule and it's changing constantly, yep. or even overnight. Because uh, the friend that I mentioned earlier, he works from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yep. Mm. And so Wawa's always open, so yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, so yeah. So finding. Um, so when it comes to that small steps it is like a small step system so let's find something small if your routine's crazy find a portion of the day and this is something i worked on with a client um she was we kind of came to the the realization that she was going to bed late um and then waking up at like noon so then she would just kind of combine breakfast and lunch and then that was it mm -hmm. um so first of course i asked is that schedule important to you? Because for your friend, that's his job. Mm -hmm. You can't say, oh, you can just go to sleep right. at <laughs> 10 p.m. and wake up early in the morning, make yourself some like fabulous eggs and like toast and all this. No, like that's not gonna work. No. So being realistic. So um, I asked her if it was important to her. For her, it was not. She did not like that she went to bed so late mm. and she didn't like that she was getting up late. So we started first with, okay, can you get up an hour, an hour earlier? I don't care if you go to bed an hour early. I don't care. Just get up one hour earlier first and see what happens. Yeah. So starting very small for those successes and then just build. So after that, okay, can you eat something, you know, within that first hour of being awake? Yeah. Just anything. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be healthy. It could be a donut. Like, I don't care. Just eat something mm -hmm. and see how you feel. Um, and I had another client who she had an issue where she would wake up early but she wasn't really, she wasn't hungry until, you know, lunchtime. So she would just not eat anything for all those hours of being awake. Mm. So I asked her first, is that important to you? Like, is, is not eating breakfast important to you? And she said, no, I just don't, I'm not hungry. I said, okay. So I said, can you just have like a sip of juice in the morning? Like, just do that for a couple days. Sip of juice or like something small, a piece of mm. toast or like, granola bar just to start triggering yeah. that hunger cue in the morning and when we met again she said oh yeah now I eat like I have a, a certain granola bar those perfect bars so like, I eat that for breakfast now and I feel fine and I wake up and I, I don't feel disgusted like by it yep. and I can That's eat true. it um, so it takes like those little steps and that can make just even just one small thing can make a huge difference like that perfect bar is 200 and something calories there's your 200 calories that's right there done next step you know um add something to the sandwich he gets at wawa you know or add like a side to it um so it really comes down to those little changes to build habit and confidence cool um yeah i want to wrap things up but um do you have anything any last tips or tricks or things people should know a lot of the things you're saying honestly would apply to someone who's looking to lose weight as well yes. oh, right like Looking mm -hmm. at habits, looking at your routine, looking at how to make things easy for yourself. Uh, uh, not pursuing perfection, but just trying to take a step towards good. Um, making small changes because we want to establish new habits yep. rather than try to go all in and then just have like your friend like them fall off after yeah. a week. Yeah. Like everything that we talked about can be applied to people who are looking to, who are underweight and want to gain weight. Exactly. Or people who are 
who for some whatever reason uh want to you know lean out right yeah and that's and you know what that's you put it perfectly i mean those are all really those tips and those steps and taking them one at a time Mm -hmm. and it's okay to like you can give yourself permission to treat your body nicely like you can do that right um you're allowed to um and and like you said it's very similar for weight loss and weight gain and even when i make content for instagram yeah um it it is almost like well this is the same thing you would give for someone to lose weight it's all and i realize it's just it's just equilibrium it's what our body wants yeah it just it's trying to find an equilibrium yep. you know so uh that's why some of the tips are very similar yeah yep. um, so it, it really is it, and it comes down to just giving yourself permission and taking one step at a time Cool. So where can people find you? If so they yeah, want to so stalk I'm you? on Instagram at uh, weight.gain.nutritionist. Um, so you can follow me on there. That I'll give tips regularly on there. Um, so I make mm-hmm. content daily. Um, I also have stories that I'll give a little bit more detail and explain some of those tips. Um, and I also, there's a link in my bio in there if you want to sign up for the Women's Weight Gain Program. If you are a male that wants to gain weight, I do one-on-one sessions with men. I don't have a program right now, but obviously if interest increased, then I would surely be happy to make a program. Cool. So thank you guys for sitting down and talking. Yeah, happy to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. Share the news. Thank you. Cool. Please listen carefully.